Today I'm going to open up talking about, or open our series talking about biblical manhood and womanhood. Um, I was, when I was preparing this, I was trying to think of what I would discuss and what I would talk about, and uh, I decided I was going to talk about our similarities more than our differences as men and women, uh, because Kevin and Amy are going to share later our differences and our different purposes uh, more than I will tonight. Um, I want to share a few facts about men and women and how they're different. Did you know that women have a larger stomach, larger kidneys, larger liver and appendix, but smaller lungs than men? Uh, men are 50% stronger than women in brute strength. Maybe you wouldn't have guessed that. I probably would have, not hating on the women, but probably would have guessed that. And female lung capacity is about 30% less than males. So males are a little stronger, lung capacity is a little bigger, but I think one big thing about males is we don't think as much. I have a story to share for y'all, share with y'all, sort of backing that theory up. Uh, My wife and I were, uh, we decided to make some dessert one night, okay? So we had to get some cream cheese and sugar and different things like that and mix it all together. So I had a little hand blender, just a small little hand blender, and I was mixing all the stuff up, and it was getting stuck in the hand blender. So... I decided I was going to clean it out with my finger, you know? Why not? Okay? So I I put my finger in there, and I turned the hand blender on with my finger in it. So my wife... Yes. So uh, as you can tell, as you can see, I really thought that one through a lot, you know? Turn on the hand blender with my finger in there. That's a good idea. So my wife looks at me, I'm dripping blood, like, it's, it's just everywhere. It cut my finger really badly, um, and she looks at me, and she's like, what the heck? Come on. And she did that because that's like the fifth or sixth time since we've been married in a little over a year that I've cut myself cooking. So it was like, she was not amused. It was not a surprise. The first time, she was like, oh my gosh, there's blood everywhere. And this time, she was just like, clean it up. What do I need to get? So um, that's just a little little story to share that uh, backs up my theory on men not thinking as much as women. Um, I have a few pictures to show you uh, just with differences between Lauren and I, okay? Here's a few other things backing up that men don't think as much as women. Um, and did you know that men also live uh, a shorter, have a shorter lifespan on average than women? I think because we're, we don't think as much, you know? Um, but this, this picture is of me doing a backflip. And I actually landed this. But you have to realize, when I was learning to do this backflip, I'm surprised I didn't break a bone or break my neck. Because I decided I just wanted to learn how to do it. Uh, so I tried, looked up videos on YouTube. So a lot of the first attempts were terrible attempts. It was awful. Um, also, kayaking. I had to quit kayaking because I got so scared one time because I almost drowned. 
just not great things that I thought through. And some of, some of Lauren's hobbies are like, you know, putting furniture outside and, and taking pictures. I don't, I don't think you see me doing that over here. And the other picture is just to show how much better looking she is than me. So those, those are just some difference tweet, differences between uh, men and women and uh, just me and my wife, personality differences. Uh, but that's enough about differences. I want to I hone in on similarities between men and women. Um, we are similar in the fact that we have one shared purpose. And our shared purpose is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And if you haven't heard that, then I don't know why, because you're at Perimeter Church. So you've probably heard that, that saying before, that phrase. Especially if you go to PCS. I'm sure you've memorized that phrase. Um, in uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that moved along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. So we see so much variety in the world. We see so much differences between male and female, between uh, you know, whoever, whatever, we see so many differences, but we're all created in God's image. Um, we were both made, and we were both proclaimed good. We were created equal, but with different purposes. And like I said, Kevin and Amy are going to talk about those different purposes later, um, but I'm going to talk more about our one purpose and the purpose we should have before any other purpose. Um, another verse I have, which should be uh, up here. Wait, nope, not this verse, sorry. Uh, this is another verse um, that I do not have on the slides, but I will share with you. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Um, I just wanted to share that verse because that is absolutely crazy to me that God breathed the breath of life into us. And that's how we're alive now is we received the breath, the Holy Spirit, and that made us alive. Um, and up here it says, you are God's image. And if you don't take away anything tonight, I want you to understand that you are God's image. Before anything, you are God's image. Male or female, we're all in Christ. Before we're male, before we're female, we are the image bearers of Christ. Our identity before we are male, or before we are female, is that. We're image bearers of Christ. Um, identity is really tough. We try so hard every day to build up a good image for ourselves. We want, to, we want to look good around people. We want to seem like we're doing the right thing or the wrong thing, whatever image you want to build up. But that's what a lot of our life is focused on, an image, building our image, building God's image 
whatever it is, that's what it's focused on. Uh, the verse that was popped up earlier will be up there again. And I think this verse is so good because it shows what building up your image does to you. Uh, you, can, you can read along with me up here. It says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. When I read that verse, I think of image. This, the scribes and the Pharisees, they've built up this image, they've worked so hard, and what does Jesus say to them? He calls them whitewashed tombs. So there's these beautiful tombs that look great on the outside, but are completely dead on the inside. And I don't want us to do that. I don't want us to build up this image that looks so good on the outside, but is dead on the inside. And that's why I've said it over quite a few times tonight already, but you are God's image. You're not your own image. You're God's image. And I think uh, that verse is, is so good at reminding us that we need to build up the image of Christ in ourselves. Because if we don't, we're just going to be dead. We're going to have the appearance of life, but we're going to be totally dead on the inside. We need to have a mindset that in everything we do, God gets the glory. And I'm talking about everything, all the way down to brushing your teeth, flossing for the two of you that floss in here. Um, I actually floss. I think it's a great thing, and I think you should too. But um, I think that we need to hone in on that. Everything we do needs to glorify God. Let's see. If you're a believer, you're called to live out the image God has set forth to you. They're set before you. So I said that a few minutes ago. And I say it again because I want to ask the question, what does it look like to live out this image? There's no easy button to living out the image God has for you. You can't just press that, what, green easy button, and boom, you're living out God's image. Um, I want to share a few things with you that might help you live out God's image. The first thing is you have to be faithful until death. You have to be faithful with your everyday life. Uh, Luke 9.23 talks about picking, or carrying your cross daily, picking up and carrying your cross daily and living out the image God has set forth for you. Uh, another thing is just to love God and love people. Jesus says this is the most important commandment, that you love God and love people. And the third thing is we have to be more concerned about God's image and reflecting that than our own image. Um, just remember the whitewashed tombs example if you're struggling with this. You know, if you're building up this image for yourself, what's it for? And uh, I want to conclude with, well, not conclude yet, but this will be the last thought I'm sharing, um, with that we are broken images. We have to realize that. We're sinful people. We're going to mess up. It's going to be hard. 
Um, Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we're broken images of what is broken images of what God intended. Um, and we can't accomplish the purpose God has set for us on our own. We need Jesus. We need to know him. The purpose of being created was to be in fellowship with God. And that got messed up like five minutes after. Um, so we everything God has done is to bring us closer to him, to bring us back into fellowship with him. We hear it all the time. You hear it, I hear it. People in church hear it all the time. But we cannot hear it enough. We need Jesus to make the image right again, to reconcile us to the God of the universe. Don't be the whitewashed tomb that only has an appearance of life. I'm going to end with three questions to think about, to take with you. And these might be good to write down or to write in your phone, something. Just take them with you and think about these this week. Whose image are you living out today? Yours or God's? Are you building up a whitewashed tomb? Are you polishing your tomb every day and making yourself appear good on the outside, but really you're dead on the inside? What needs to change to build up God's image more. What needs to change? If we really treated people as they are image bearers of Christ, what would change? So we're not, the believers are not the only people that bear God's image. All people do. So if we really treated people like they are God's image, what would change? Let's pray. Lord, uh, just thank you for this day and this opportunity um, to speak and uh, just to, to dive into your word, Lord. I just pray that we are not whitewashed tombs. I pray that we are really alive in you and that we really know you and that we love Jesus, Lord. I just pray for um, us today as we leave and go into our groups. I pray that um, you uh, just help us have good discussion. And I just pray for our weeks. And I pray that we uh, love you through them and bear your image well. Thank you and praise you. Amen.